All right, all you music makers, video game players, entertainers, streetlight crusaders, listeners to the madness, game show contestants, and I guess a couple of you out there who are avoiding telemarketers. Yes, it's hard to believe, but after an eight month long awaited period, welcome to a very special anniversary edition of a work in progress. I am your host from the East Coast, or at this point, might as well be co-host, but we'll get to that in a second because eight months, it's been eight months last time we were on this microphone with you fans out there around this time of the year was eight months ago. And yes, that was in April. What has happened since then? May, we've been busy with work. June, not only work, but heat-related issues that prevented this show from happening and also us getting a brand new piece of equipment for this show, a Mackie DLZ creator that we were able to get. You know, a little studio upgrade. Let's move on. July, more heat problems. August, heat issues up the wazoo. September, besides us doing all the regular shows that we do, we've been planning things behind the scenes. For those said plans to go awry, for October to arrive, for us to tell ghost stories and a whole bunch of other stuff that got us in a little bit of a dark place, which led us to November. And yeah, we're, as you can obviously hear, folks, our voice started to go. We got, you know, a little depressed about it and we decided to take a little miniature vacation. That and a little... I think a copyright issue we got for an old episode of under the radar that happened. And we decided that we weren't going to release any new material till that got solved, which leads us to the icy burr freezing cold weather of AC December or December for those who knows it on a normal basis. And a man who's been waiting patiently for you know, hell or high water, and for every single excuse, we couldn't properly give him an answer for. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, none other than the man who's been waiting and somebody who's been apparently writing a book since uh, since his absence for the past eight months, uh, his new book called uh, Heavy is the Head by King Valhalla. Well, enough of an introduction for him. Ladies and gentlemen, King Valhalla, here he is. King, how you been? What up? Remind me. Yeah, it's been all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been trying to get this together for eight months. I've checked the calendars. I've circled back everything. He, he's been asking me over and over again. And every single month, something new popped up. And one thing we forgot to mention also, besides the changing of scenery, building of tables, getting of cats and you know construction that's still currently going on right now as we speak <laughs> that we're doing here in music village headquarters but i said since today which i know a lot of you out there are used to music village on a friday i mean granted it's something you have that we've been doing for as of next month around this time for about a year 10 years to be precise but today to match up so we don't kill our voice by next year, we decided to have this episode of a work in progress because if I decided to go forward with it, we would have to have uh, our 500th episode and then the 10-year episode 
immediately one week after each other, and that would lead me into the hospital. So, no, no, we're not doing that. Blood pressure will be up through mm. the roof. And we can have it. We can have one big celebration for that one day, but I can't have, <laughs> you know, two celebrations in the course of two weeks. And for those who are wondering, also the other reason we took those two weeks, the anniversary or the 500th episode would have been right on course of the, I think it's the eight year anniversary of the Indie Radio Arcade. A lot of anniversaries are coming up besides this one. So yeah, our plates are full, but not full enough to have this man a part of the show who wanted to be here that I haven't let him say a word edgewise after being off for eight months. <laughs> uh, no worries. I mean, he's been waiting for eight months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept asking him since it was. I was gonna ask him if we could do a show on Halloween, um, on a, somewhere on October, because when me and Juju and Alex did something crazy on DMZ. Oh, did he? Yeah, he he did ask to be a part of the Halloween show, but due to the fact that we had to get that done early, so it can still be on a Tuesday night, because. For those who don't know, behind the scenes each year for Halloween episodes, especially the night shows, they have to end before midnight because if it goes into November 1st, it's not technically a Halloween show. I mean, for you outside the States, those who might be in Uzbekistan or, you know, Europe or wherever else you may be, that the clock strikes midnight different than here. Yeah. Let's just say we count the U.S. as November 1st at midnight on Eastern Central Time. So our Eastern Standard Time. We don't know anymore. Time zones are confusing. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but I know Agent's time zone, so that's why I keep track. So, yeah, we, we've been trying to get this together, or more or less, King's been trying to get this together for eight long months. And I said, it has to happen before the end of the year because I don't know when the next time this is going to happen. Because for those who don't know, next year, outside of the anniversary shows we mentioned for the Indie Radio Arcade, for Music Village celebrating 10 years and 500 episodes, we got the Indie Awards about a month after that. And that's definitely going to kill my voice. I'm really sure about that one and the next time we take a big vacation and i might end up doing shows back to back to keep you guys entertained is probably going to be in may may is going to be the date it's going to be a date where the calendar is completely empty like it used to be because i can't stand november being empty because there was a lot of things i was going to have i mean one video game story that king told the last episode, eight months ago, was going to be featured on, I think it was going to be featured that week before we went on vacation, but uh, it was on the other computer. We couldn't get it. Really? Yeah. The other video game story you told about Call of Duty, outside the one you already told, there was another one that you told that we were going to put on for the 16th. Or, no, wait, the 17th, 17th, because it was Friday. That was going to be the one that we we're going to have as a stand-in. Same way as my sister's Overwatch files, because for 
those who don't know behind the scenes, we also have a whole bunch of old school footage from the beta of Overwatch that my sister kept on her PlayStation that we took off, kept the footage and said, if we don't have a week that has video game stories, we'll squeeze it in there for that. So a big thank you to my sister for that. Cause we, we would have been in real trouble the first week of December. Well, since I'm here, what do you want you ladies and gentlemen, including the, the broadcaster here, Mr. Agent? Mute a co I mean, we, we forgot to hey. announce that part. I mean, hey, I mean, you've been on the show <laughs> three times. You've been featured on, if I'm, my memory serves me correct, at least seven video game stories. I don't even think he knows he was featured during the Tales from the Disc. Did he know? Did anybody tell him that? Carl, Maestro, anybody? No? All right. For those who don't know, and for King, he asked me prior to October, he said, uh, yo, agent, man, it would be real cool if you mentioned that story from uh, Generation Zero with the robots and the airport. And I said, I ain't going to be able to mention that this year. And I said, well, wait, there is another there's another way I could do that. And <laughs> instead of mentioning it as the video game story, I mentioned it as the Tales from the Disc, which got a little dark. And no, actually, it really got it got a lot dark. Who, who am I kidding? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, King heard it. And yeah, for those who don't know, October is a dark month for me. It's a month of purging anger. So usually we purge it into our art and it shows with some of the video games or the tales from the disc that we do. And each year it seems to get darker and darker. And I think the story we told from generation zero, not the darkest we told that month, but it's up there with, yeah, it's, it was up there. Um, originally for those who want to know, it was supposed to be divine intervention and I do believe a game called Deanimator that was based off the classic movie Reanimator. But we couldn't fit it in for the month. And I said, Kang's story was good enough. And me getting bombarded with rockets and lasers and bullet <laughs> hellfire it was a good enough story me to mention. You, we've been had mo uh, mortared and rockets and lasers to the faces. The fact that the jet was the only thing that saved us. Here's the real story, folks, because the outside of the doom and gloom. Um, we, we went to the, we wanted to go to the airport. Juju was playing along with us. He had to drop out because he had work the next day. But me and King decided to get curious like they do in all horror movies and say, you know what? Let's go to that airport. That seems like a great idea. And we went to the airport. Mind you, I should have stopped when I saw that giant hole in the earth with the freaking robot, uh, you know, robot fire and a black cloud over in the corner. I said, you know, maybe I should stop here. This is a good idea. But the second we got to the airport, we didn't see anything. We went toward one hangar. Next thing you know, four of the biggest robots you could possibly see that this game could provide said, <laughs> there they are, get them, and started firing rockets at us. One right after the other, 
until they said, okay, they had enough and sent the small ones in after we used the jet for cover fire, which in any other game, that jet would have exploded. We would have died instantly, but for some strange Most reason. Most likely. Yeah, yeah. For some strange reason, we lived long enough for me to glitch to a building. That's the reason why I said I died because I fell through the building. I had to kill myself to get out. And after I killed myself to get out of the building, King decided to go a little further and he blue screened. So I couldn't tell that story in a horrifying way other than, well, I fell down a building that the robot set as a trap, fell down, landed in some shrapnel, and King got taken away by robots. Best story I could come up with. I mean, <laughs> now, how much it would have sucked if I had said, oh, well, um, in this horrifying world filled with robots, after we killed everybody, the game bamboozled us with a trap building and you blue screened out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I would have been a comedy more than a tragedy. So I had to change you some fell things into around. A mops pit of a black hole, and I got taken from robots. Yeah, that's the best ending I could come up with. I was thinking, I said, nah, blue screen and a glitch building is not a great way to end a horror story. What's the best way? Um robots did that as a surprise trap and king got taken away by robots yeah, yeah all right that'll do that'll do <laughs> oh man that was funny no but um i've been rambling for about 12 minutes now um what is the story you had that you were going to submit for halloween um what happened to you guys on halloween night or somewhere uh, around man. there I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So while we were entering Almazar, it was dark. Every power well there was some power was still on, but certain areas. They were all completely shut off. So me, Alex, and Juju had to rely on our instinct at this point because we might as well be prepared for anything so while we were entering we went to a city and there was a weird portal that the portal wasn't open but it looks like we had to do some ritual thing to open this portal so until then zombies starts coming out of the ground and they were trying to attack us. We were doing fine, the most part. Until then, I got sniped from the top of a building. And until I started to realize every man for themselves, because not only it was three of us, we had to deal with players. And man, they love to ruin stuff. So we died and we lost all our stuff. And there was an event that we can actually kill the bosses. If you want to know the names of the bosses, one's called the Butcher, one calls the Pharaoh, third is the UFO, the fourth is the Ghost Train, and the fifth is swamp creature and for last is the spirits 
So, any questions before I continue on? Yeah, go, 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 go for it. <laughs> All right. So, me and Alex and Juju, we decided to go after the Pharaoh. We drove all the way to the somewhere that looks like a power plant. So, we went there in the middle of the day. We were trying to get underneath, and the Pharaoh asked us to, for us to kill his soldiers so we can take the Red Skulls and place them in this. I forgot what it was called, tomb or the grave? Uh, if it's a pharaoh, it would be a tomb. Alright. So we were collecting skulls, we placed it. Until then, boom, the ground shakes. It looks like the whole earth was shaking. He starts to come out. Popping his limbs back up to, just so he can sit there, and we had a reaction just to shoot him. He had so much health that me and Alex and Juju had to run away from him to continuously shoot him, and he kept on spawning his soldiers. But the one thing I never knew is once he smacks you like a couple of times, he smacked my gun away off my hands, grabs me by the vest, and and. Like, vomit some sand with bugs mixed with some of my face. And I got down. I thought it would kill me at first. But somehow, we managed to kill him. But, the one thing is this. I learned from one of the other players before. If you don't shoot the pharaoh and just leave him alive, he will offer you a big truck over tank that has a grenade launcher on top and a minigun in the back. I forgot the name of it. I think it's an HV ramp. I forgot what it's called. And after we managed to kill him, it was the UFO. So me and Alex and we were going to the UFO and we just seen a big large sphere and the whole waters of the ocean was separated it was like a whole gravity thing going on and plus there was bosses down there one was the juggernaut and just his foot soldiers after we magically took them all out, we didn't know what to do. I thought we were supposed to look for something or whatever until I shot the fear, the spear. I said call it fear. Well, we had the fear in us, basically, that we had seen a giant ball of spear. So until then, it was taking damage. And once we destroyed it, it started to split into three. Just small versions of it. And after I shot one of them, they were shooting some plasma bullets at me. And after we managed to kill all three of them, then we started to fight the UFO. And 
while me and Alex and Drew were just continuously shooting the sky at the dang shit. He grabbed Juju, I believe, by, I guess, this gravity uh, pull thing, and he lets go of Juju to fall into his death. Until then, we managed to destroy the ship. All you see is a little circle thing falling from, the, from that ship. And once it crash-landed, we ran to it. We managed to take an alien that cost a hundred grand. <laughs> I know. It's it's crazy just to hear this. And once we grabbed this orb, there was a portal there. We ran to it and we placed it there towards this portal. It gave us rewards, cash, orb, uh, vest plates. Was the Tempest basically you can save up like two plates you can put a medic vest, a comms vest, and a stealth vest? Until then, we accomplished to kill the UFO and the fireball. Now, the other four that's a little bit tricky. Once we went after the ghost train, it had a, a sentry gun in the back. So we have to go more forward so we don't get shot from them. Most likely players will probably be on it, but we have to deal with them first before they even do all that. We entered the ghost train, and there was a lot of booby traps. Including jump scares whenever time you open a stupid box. So once we were doing all that, we managed to get to the, the conductor to where the train is at. And apparently, we got a key from it. We opened it, and we got something out of it. I don't, I don't remember. Apparently, that's most likely being the ghost train after you go all through his stupid booby traps. And after we, I guess, beat the ghost train, we went after the swamp monster. Now, I had to make sure I don't not to get grabbed, because in the trailer, you can actually get grabbed by the swamp creatures. So I try to my best to stay alive including me and Juju and Alex. What when I was we were trying to open this pod that apparently had a crown or I forgot it's called a, a tunic, I forgot what the heck. It's like a stupid bracelet necklace thing, I don't know what it is. So we managed to put it in this altar, and then it decided to spawn three swamp creatures. And me and Alex and Dugaray had to separate just so we had to take one one by one to kill them, most likely. And after we killed them, we got the reward. And that tunic bracelet thing I was talking about, it costs like... $152 now, because after we beat it. And that was our next list, we beat the Swamp Monster. Now, it was up the Butcher and the Spirits. We did the Spirit first, because we had to go different locations to get jump scared. I know, it's stupid, 
that the, I thought we were supposed to fight these spirits, but apparently you can't shoot spirits with bullets. Unless you have holy bullets. Yeah, that's a rule. Yeah. Until then, the last one we had to go face the butchering. So, remember that thing I told you we had to do this ritual thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to do that. And so it shows a red beam of light that every player will know where we are. Plus, there's different locations for that ritual to do all that. It's not in this one Pacific place. <laughs> so while we were doing all that, the portal opens, we enter. The butcher and all his zombies were chasing us. And plus, we were in hell, to be honest. So we were shooting the butcher, plus he was chasing after me. I don't know what big reason that I did with this butcher or had beef with this man. So we kept on killing him, not killing, shooting. And his health was dropping. It felt like we were actually facing a stupid boss from Diablo 4. And once we managed to beat him, he drops his butcher uh, hatchet, most likely, in his sickle. Actually, never mind. You get the reward for the sickle. Just a freaking butcher hatchet, whatever. And players can enter this portal to disrupt you or kill you for the hell of it. <laughs> and once we got the reward, it showed six, 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 six with extra four or probably five. I don't know how many. And there's some two, two zeros in there. And once we defeated the butcher, me and Alex and Juju we had to take a break because we had to face these demons and spirits we had to face. And that was all. Oh. I should have probably included that for the month, but like I said, all of them were, well, I can't even say they were all set in stone, but they were there. And... Yeah, don't worry. Next year, I will include it. That's a definite. <laughs> so don't be surprised if you yep. find this as a Tales from the Disc for next year. The least I could do, you know, under short notice. I mean, not short yeah. notice, more or less me doing everything in the middle of the night and not actually having things to do. In a way of speaking. Because <laughs> I heard that you and uh, you, Juju, and Alex was going after all these creatures. I didn't know if you were successful or not. I thought you guys got killed on the train. Or, yeah, you all got killed on the train at one point. I think we did. Probably that one time. Mm -hmm. huh. She actually made it. Got all the stuff from them. Not bad. Yeah. It wasn't easy, though. I know that. Oh, yeah. I could imagine. If the standard server size of how many people were on there were at least, what? I don't know if it's the same as Battlefield with 64, but 
I got a feeling it was somewhere up there in the numbers of people that were coming after you over a sickle a piece of the mummy's curse and whatever sort of thing you got off the ghost train, which for some strange reason for me might be either the uh, lever or one of those uh, things they use to pull for the horn or the shovel from the, you know, the thing from the train. But then again, it depends on what type of train it was. What was it, a steam train or a diesel? Uh... It had like a skull on the front, so it was hard to tell. If it's anything like the ghost train from... Actually, no, that ghost train wasn't bad. And Red Dead 2. Yeah, that ghost train wasn't bad. I mean, it didn't do anything to you. All it did was appear in the middle of the night. You could trace it down, but you really don't get anything from it. Oh, well, yeah. That's what happened uh, on that part. That's bad. I mean, granted, a <laughs> lot of Halloween events did happen this year in so many different games. Outside of the All Hollow Call to Arms, for those who don't know, for uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is probably the only recurring thing they have mm -hmm. outside of the Christmas event that little to no people play, unfortunately, due to the fact that they don't add content to that game, but yet Grand Theft Auto Online next week, and it's been rumored left, right, and center that they're going to have the next event with Yosef that's going to be featured for it, or Yusuf, or whatever his name may be. The character that was featured that had the golden TMP and Grand Theft Auto 4. So that, I think that's next week. I don't know, but if it is, I'll be playing it by the 13th. Because <laughs> for those who yeah. don't know, next week... You still got show, enough time if you somehow, if you want, trying to get Modern Warfare 3. It's a, like I said, after playing Modern Warfare 2, and every single time, my big issue with Modern Warfare, and I'll say this till the cows come home, Every single time you play that game, you have to uninstall everything, make sure you got enough space to reinstall everything, and then you have to wait for it to update after the reinstalling, and then you're able to play it. By the time you do that, you have, what, less than 13, maybe 12 days to play an event? Certain events. Yes, probably. Yeah, that's that's my that's my gripe. That and plus, yeah. for those who don't know, there's skins in that game of certain characters that are deities or you know superheroes or whatever you may be. Like for example, for those who play Diablo, like I have, uh, Lilith, the son of Diablo, the son, I mean the daughter of hatred, she can get killed with regular bullets because she's a character <laughs> skin. I mean, not knocking anybody at home who, you know, buys these character skins for characters. I mean, you, you see it, oh, you can do a kill animation with it. But at the same time, you should have more bang for your buck for that, say, you know, for the, say, costume that you're wearing or skin, especially with Lilith, somebody who wiped out a whole entire village by just manipulating people's minds. But the only thing she gets is a skin, a 
skin for her gun and I guess a kill animation. What's well, a blueprint for her gun? A blueprint for a gun and a kill animation. That's it. Because I think you told me before something about Homelander having laser eyes or something along those lines that he can do. Yeah, most like Alex has Homelander. But apparently when you, me, and you and Alex were playing DMZ, you literally saw him pick someone up and laser the face off of that dude. I don't think I was playing around the time when he was Homelander. I think that was just... Yeah, yeah, you were. It was in uh, Shiki Island. I was playing Santa Claus suplexing people. Hmm. And he was a Homelander. Trying to remember. What's that? Because I remember what you said at first. What did I say? When... Okay, when Alex uh, vaporized that one person. You basically, I forgot what you said, but you said something. But as soon as I suplex somebody, you said basically like, saying like, oh, look, uh, like, so he's over, uh, King over here trying to suplex people since he's being jealous because, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Homelander yeah, 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 because, ho- because Homelander decided to vaporize somebody. Let's Santa Claus decide to come around and hit somebody with a, I'm not sure if it was a German or a Saito. It would have been greater if it was a Saito or a teardrop suplex, but it was a German, I do believe. But I don't know. When it, in my opinion, an honest opinion, the fact that you can execute somebody by dancing around and then immediately killing them afterwards leaves you open to get shot in the head, it blown up, somebody comes along, save the person from getting killed, there's a lot of variables there that could happen that can leave you wide open to get hurt. You don't see people in many yeah. movies and many big gunfight scenes go up to somebody and say, well, I could have killed you sooner, but I'll kill you later. And then blow your brains out. And you don't see that often. Yeah. I mean, it. it that's why they always have like fast execution because the slowest ones are most likely like Homelanders, for example. Or Santa Claus suplex. Which is weird. I mean, granted, vaporizing somebody with a laser, I understand. But at the same time, the German suplex, I don't know how that could be pulled off in combat without somebody sneaking up on you, waiting until you're done, and then immediately taking you out. Which I got a feeling <laughs> Most that, likely. I was going to say, I got a feeling it happened more often than less. I mean, I can ask Yeah, there's somebody. some times that when I execute someone, they actually save them, but when I actually manage to pull it off, when they try to save someone, uh, usually they end up killing me, but it's managed to get the kill for it. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They either give you but, a kill or an assist. Yeah, but another thing about it, because if you're somewhere, like, far or... Like they said, if there's no one around, yeah, you can go ahead and execute somebody. But sometimes I gotta learn my lesson. What you said, like, like there's a t- like, like stop executing these dudes because because they said there's a time and a place. Not actually, there's no. You didn't say that. No, no, I said no. There is a time, and I didn't even say there's a time and a place. I said we don't got no time for that. You see bullets yeah, flying all over the place. There was now get this. 
King decided that he was going to walk up to somebody, kick him in the face, and shoot him at point-blank range with a shotgun. And I, <laughs> I decided to save him the whole animation and just shoot the guy in the face because I said, first of all, you don't know where his teammates are. Secondly, there's NPCs all over the place around here trying to kill us. And third, there was a helicopter in the sky trying to search for people. Why do you think you have the time to do that? <laughs> Yeah, until this day, I'm still trying to learn. I mean, yeah, he is slowly but surely. But every day he goes and plays, he he slowly unlearns, and then magically goes back to it. Wonder, man, I wonder why Agent said to do that. Next thing you know, boom, you get killed. <laughs> Most likely, because I can't do anything like because... that. Yeah. But if you want, I, I have a couple of game moments that me, Alex, and some probably some of my friends that played My Hero Rumble and Call of Duty. If you want to see, if you want me to talk about that. Well, we do have next month is known as the Year of the Fist, so go for it. If you want, floor is yours. <laughs> All right. I just... I, since I guess the floor is mine, I have a couple of them. I'm not gonna take you from like the whole list, cause I mean, if I'm you just want, telling I you mean, which one. I mean, hey, we got. Uh, let's see here. This show's usually an hour and a half long, so and it could be longer. So go, go for it. I mean, you've been waiting for eight months. <laughs> you know, fire away. <laughs> All right. So you want to hear the part from Modern Warfare 2 or 3? Um, I don't remember Modern Warfare 2. I, I really don't remember what you did in that one. But Alright, so I'll tell you. Yeah, go it for was it. me, Alex, and Juju. So I had a busted up controller before I even got my new one. And I've been most likely not getting kills because when you end up, I kept on dying, or is it's just random at this point. So when me and Alex and Juju, we were uh, entering from uh, I forgot what this area is, but I think it's called Val. It starts with a V, but so we enter this map. Excuse me. While we entered this map, we were apparently looking for players because me and Alex, we lost all our stuff. And then, somehow, Juju was getting damaged for some random guy. And Alex gets killed. So I come over, I kill them. Took his backpack, got his three plates. Everything was fine. Until several players decided to come in one spot for where we are. And there was coming from from the back. And it's so funny. I thought this guy, in my mind, I was like, okay, since we killed this dude. He's requesting for us to pick him up. But I don't know where his teammates were. So we were just waiting in case someone picks him up. 
somehow that never happened until I let, uh, no, Juju gets killed. So we try to run and try to save him. Alex kills someone randomly named Shoot Tap B. I don't know. This, that's that player's name. <laughs> so me, uh, Alex picked him up. We looted this dude's uh, whole stuff. Alex killed someone in the back door of this apartment building because it looks like an apartment. And all of a sudden, when I was climbing up the ladder, because I dived down to get this own, to get this dude's stuff, Alex was getting, like, shot for some random dude. So Alex was chasing him. I had to go around the other side of the building. I see him. I didn't fully kill him. But Alex got down. Out of nowhere... Some guy with a Lockwood three. Is the Lockwood three hundred with a two uh, barrel? You mean a double barrel shotgun? Yeah, I think that is the Lockwood. Yeah, yeah, Lockwood yeah. is the one with the double barrel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is where out of nowhere, I got Dragon Breath from behind, but he didn't kill me because I quickly turned around, swatched to my secondary. And somehow I managed to kill him. I don't know how, but I didn't question it. So I was panicking since I I had plates, but I couldn't put it on. So until a little bit later. Since I just got fully killed, Juju got killed, but I revenged Juju. I didn't do any executions. Well, technically, I lied because I did execute that one person that was was by himself. But I still listen to what you said. When when uh, when someone goes down, I actually fully killed him by shooting my bullet. Yeah, because you got the skill. So you got the skill. You just well, gotta be careful. No, proceed. My bad. Yeah. So I was ready to pick up Juju. And I heard was a beep, and I got hit by a grenade. Well, a sneaky grenade. So I quickly, before the grenade detonates, I have to go under the water. So he doesn't fully kill me. I had to self-revive, so I had to pick myself up. I was confused where he was, but apparently... I looked up, he was on top of the roof. So, he didn't fully kill me. And this was his big mistake for him leaving me alive. So I had to make sure where he was. He wasn't on top of the roof. So, I thought he was downstairs. Tried to look for him downstairs, wasn't around. But until then, I returned back to where... Juju died recently. I found him because I picked up a, the shotgun. And this is where <laughs> I wish you would have legend. The moment I see this dude, I literally automatically swap my gun and shot the, his, his buddy. So I swap my shotgun 
uh, Expedit 12? Or... Basically, that's what the gun's called. So I killed him with the shotgun. I tried to pick up Juju again. So the NPCs were shooting at someone. And I had a feeling there were some there were still more people around. So I reload the damn shotgun. I was beside the door. And I said to this person, I was still in a party chat, but I didn't say this to the person. I told him like, come on, come out, come out from that door. As soon as I see his gun barrel, I move. I managed to point blank range to the face and managed to down him. Managed to kill my first person with the shotgun. So Alex thought I didn't kill him, but I know I did. So when I was reloading the shotgun, someone came out behind me and was trying to place up a sentry gun. I don't know what this person's mind was doing, but he could have just killed me where I was standing. So I shot him with a shotgun, and and I executed him since I was by myself. But like I said, no, like what you said, anybody could literally just stop me from doing it. So I was te- I was tempted to reload the shotgun, the same one that kept on doing good. And it's hilarious. The shotgun didn't even have attachments. I just picked it up from a random ass NPC. And it was doing that much damage to mess them up. So I looked outside because the bullets were coming from the NPCs. So I looked outside and nothing was happening. This guy threw a, a stunt grenade at me. And apparently it didn't manage to stun me, so I quickly ran away. But I turned around just in case he did follow me. But he actually did follow me. And I managed to kill him. And after I was done killing him, I thought I thought it was all over. So I continuously grabbed the medic vest, picked up Alex, picked up Juju, and we managed to extract them with a busted up controller. Well, yeah, a little backstory behind the controller for those who don't know, because King told me and it happened to Alex as well. Um, they, They were playing fighting games, not King, not King, just playing fighting games and it messed up the controller, which I learned a while ago that when you play fighting games, whether it be Tekken, Street Fighter, uh, Primal Rage, or whichever ones you play, you got to have a backup controller outside of your regular controller. And, you know, controllers nowadays aren't cheap. They really aren't. So they're really not yeah you gotta get out to make sure you got a backup or have one of those joysticks or those uh game i forgot what they're called they're like one of those uh those stand-up arcade gaming sticks that they usually yeah have. i know what you're talking about those uh basically they're meant for i've seen them in tournaments so i know what you're talking about yeah yeah the only person i've seen use that at a tournament was this person who was what 
the 15th best in the state who was using that. And I was at a Smash Brothers tournament. And this was before those things were really popular. So the fact that he got his hands on one, well, then again, it wasn't, I saw Chinese or Japanese on the side. So, you know, he, he went through some channels to get it, but he almost won. Almost. Until I think the guy who was number two in this state beat him. Either way, I if you're wondering where I placed, I got beat out by a nine-year-old kid who was really good with Jigglypuff, but I learned how to do a sleep technique of psychic to take someone out within less than 10 seconds. So at least I learned something. Mm. Well, my next up was, I would talk, no, do you want to hear the one I did in Battle Royale with? When it was me and Alex, or? I mean, me it's up to you. Dealer's choice. <laughs> All right. So, this is our first way in, in Battle Royale, me and Alex. From the first, uh, yeah, for the Modern Warfare 3 Warzone. We were losing hella bad. Because there's a lot of communications. Because me and Alex, we know what we're doing. Random player and someone else doing called High Ninja. But she was not much good at Call of Duty. Because Alex told me about it. So I just left it alone and just tried my best. At least me and Alex tried to do at least the carry. So at the very, you kept on losing and losing until this very last moment. There was this guy, and you know it's gonna make you laugh, Adrian. So Pizzeria has this code that's in whatever hot like by a pizza with from Pizza Hut. And once you buy a pizza or whatever, there's a cute, there's a code that you can literally add a skin or an operator character from Pizza Hut to into Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. You'd be surprised. Back in the day, um, and not to interrupt your story, but a little part I'm going to no, add no, no, in. Um, back in the day, Pizza Hut used to do a lot of things. They used to have... They used to have more codes for games from, you know, fast food restaurants. But Pizza Hut used to have these demo discs that they used to have where it would have a whole bunch of games on it that you could actually play in your house. Like I think it's the maximum is 10 to 15 minutes of a game that you can play or one level of a game or a single track for a game. It's all featured on a disc of about six to nine games on on one disc you can get from pizza hut but i'm surprised first of all i'm surprised you found a pizza hut because they don't exist around here first of all and second of all for real no no there's no pizza huts around here i mean the furthest you would have to go and for those local in new jersey i think either east brunswick or nork is where you have to go to go to a pizza hut I could be wrong with those locations. You'll let me know in the comments or wherever in the world 
you would say, oh, no, that's not the place. Well, it's those areas are the last ones I've seen them because they're they're about as rare as a four-leaf clover in the spring. So good luck with that. Anyway, back to your story. Yeah. So the squad we were uh, that was, I was a character named Barbecue. <laughs> that's basically the operator's name. BBQ. Alex was playing uh, Alucard, if you know the anime. The Pizza Hut guy I was talking about, and High Ninja was still using the default outfit. So we were about to drop into the city, because most likely where all the big buildings and most likely snipers will be camping at. Since I know the whole map from these well, DMZ zombies. I know the whole area of the map, but whenever we drop to somewhere, I don't know where the guns could be or the ply box or what doors can be open. So we uh, dropped down to this hotel thing we entered. We got our stuff looted. Uh, Pizza Hut guy was actually... He killed uh, uh, one member of the team. He didn't kill our squad, no. So he gets killed. So I try to at least avenge him. And this is the most one thing I never did. So I managed to focus on shooting the person that was shooting High Ninja. I knocked her, or that's name Jerica. Rosie, whatever you pronounce it, or I'm assuming it's the girl's name because it looks like the doesn't say Jacob. I placed a C4 next to a wall that this uh, that his teammate saw me did, and I activate the C4, and I actually managed to knock him. I killed those two enemies, and apparently I got a whole team wipe. So I had two kills. <laughs> So while we were trying to look for more people, I was most likely downing people, at least finishing off one of my teammates' kills and all. So we can actually, like, take a whole team wipe. Because if you take all four in Resurgence, that's a team wipe. So basically, they don't have to come back in. Unless one survives, then the whole team comes back together. So while all that was happening, I don't know if this is where... No, it's not this one. So me and Alex, we were just looting and including our teammates. And apparently no luck for finding enemies. So I ran to get at least a UAV for me and Alex. So once we got our UAV, I activated mines. And there was an enemy team behind us at the very end of the map. So when all that was happening, uh, Mr. What you call it? Well, his name is Fryzy. I'm gonna call this guy Pizza Hut still. He managed to kill two people, I believe. <laughs> and apparently, he pinged those in the team in front of us. 
and it was connected to a zip line across this one building I was in. So I got off of it because I didn't want to have any chance or risk of me getting killed. There were several people fighting on the left side of this. It looks like a theater. And there was a whole bunch of people fighting in the middle of the street. So I mounted my gun and I was making sure if there was anyone out or whatever. I managed to get one person apparently. And I went up to the theater upstairs to get to the roof. And I managed to kill this one guy that was camping up there because for any typical reason. Because I don't want him buying his teammates back or whatever. So me and Alex were getting excited because when we were just doing good and all, uh, somebody employed a buy station. Yes, you can do that in Modern Warfare 3 and 2. Because, uh, like, it's it's not you can buy it off of a buy station. It's most likely if you get it off a of supply bin. So I was on the roof because I knew where the enemies were. Since I once I saw them and the person and the teammates beat them, I basically just break in the plates, but I didn't full, fully successfully kill them. So I was making sure just in case that they try to come out or whatever, and they sent a mortar strike at me, so I automatically got off the roof. So we were doing fine until then. They were waiting for us around the corner. Our uh, Pizza Hut guy got knocked, and me and Alex tried our best for them to not successfully kill him. I managed to knock one. I threw a jail charge, but I got down because some guy was someone saw me. I managed to get the kill for it. Alex fixed me up, and we were trying to get out of the zone, but Alex had to pick up Pizza Hut guy. High Ninja died, so I threw a smoke grenade just in case they don't see him picking him up. Once we were running, I managed to kill one of the enemy team. <laughs> Waiting for Alex to get out of the zone, but he got, he got himself knocked. And someone parachuted above us, so I focusedly picked Alex up. And as soon as we entered, I saw the dude trying to get in this van, but apparently he forgot. That's not a medic van. And I managed to kill him, and we managed to win our first war zone. Oh, not bad. Yep. Until then, we got we got out of the, the whole battlefield. And I'll tell you what basically our results were. Pizza Hut guy was a scavenger. Treasure hunter, exp uh, express uh, finding and escorting supplies. Uh, for me, I had immortal, <laughs> unbent, unboarded, and unbroken. And for Alex, he had survivor, knocked down, got, got right back up again. And for lastly, for High Ninja, they called her a dead weight. 
You know, it's messed <laughs> Danger up. Danger management. Yeah, I know. It's messed up when a game lets you know how bad you are by letting you know by the end of it all that, yeah, you're you're dead weight. Yeah, from danger management, bullet collector, face checker. That's and I was shame. like, damn, they really have to call you dead weight. Me and Alex, we were laughing because, like, I don't know. We, I, cause I was not expecting to her to call me dead, dead weight because we we never seen that before. And that's a shame. It really is a shame. Yeah. I mean, that's messed up, though. I mean, it depends on how many times you die. I keep forgetting. I think in 007, they would call you something, too. Forgot what it was, though. It's been years. Yeah. I thought it was that reason, too. <laughs> so, this is where me and Alex won our second battle, yeah. But not with the same team, but it was, it was a trio. And man, I gotta take you because me and Alex, we actually know this is where we kept on dying a lot, and, and his friend too. I'll just take you as a part. We actually won that match. Oh, yeah. For those who are wondering at home, he actually saved the footage and is watching it back while telling the story. So just letting you know at home. I have a good memory. I just don't want to accidentally miss some parts. I mean, it's understandable. That's the that's the reason why I make sure I have footage nowadays. I mean, really old games <laughs> yeah. that I remember from back in the day, I can. But when it's more recent, like six months ago or something like that, I make sure I have footage just in case. Oh yeah, one of the matches, there was a female that basically we were talking to. Basically, in proximity chat. What we speak, they can hear us, and what they say, we can hear them. <laughs> From Bad Royale and Multiplayer. So, they can hear you for any, basically for everything. So, this person named a uh, Andy, she asked us where we were. We never told her where the fuck we were because it was none of her damn business. And plus, if she did try to find us, me and Alex and his friend, we were about to drop her ass. So, Alex had his guard up because the he told me the last time he trusted a woman that said, oh, we're friendly, I'm not going to shoot you. He literally got shot. <laughs> and so... When Alex heard her voice and everything, he said, like, huh, oh, she sounds cute and everything. This is a fucking trap. <laughs> it was funny because how he said it was way better. So we were, me and his friend, we were talking to her. Basically saying, like, oh, some random shit. Basically telling her, like, where, where are you? And basically, like, like some, some random shit. Alex was making sure if she was by herself because she was the only person who was talking, not her two teammates. So we managed to find her. She didn't shoot us because where she was standing at, she was in a hangar and we could have easily shot her where she was. 
but she didn't shoot us, we didn't shoot her. So I saw someone, and I uh, I had to tell my friend that there's someone that beside us. So since she was saying like, "Hey, let's like let's work together and like wipe this whole group," basically like the whole lobby, we were gonna do that. As soon as I was trying to like come up to her, I was getting shot from the side. I don't know if that was from her team or that was a different team. I told I told my team I told Alex and his friend like I I got shot by somebody. This dude point blanks ranged me with a sniper. I didn't get killed, but he he destroyed like a half of my armor. And I didn't shoot back. This fuckface killed me. I mean, oh shoot, I forgot. This is. Hey, it is what it is. You're the one telling the story. I understand you were angry at the time that somebody shot you. Yeah. So he killed me, and she was yelling at them not to kill me. So I got killed. Alex got killed. So my friend was still alive. And I was like, yeah. For this BS, I'm gonna basically wreck her team and I guess kill her because one, she didn't all this stuff. So uh, apparently, I took out a team line. So I thought we killed her, but she was still talking. So we try to apologize to her, saying, like, hey, like, like <laughs> so no, no, I didn't apologize. My friend apologized, saying, like, like, thawing that was her team and all that. So she ran off, and we thought that was her that was sniping us. But apparently it wasn't. It was a different team. So, and it's hilarious. I found her dead body the more I could change one. So I was like, well, dang, she got killed. And this is where we managed to actually win our battle right here. So we were chasing after a bounty person that was somewhere near this power plant area we were in. We were running, and I was more likely up ahead while Alex and his friend was behind. But apparently I'm apparently faster than them at this point. So I managed to get knocked, but I don't know if I get killed here. But I managed to kill somebody. And once Alex and his friend came by, we managed to kill some people in there in the building. And this is where uh, there was a loadout drop that came by. I managed to kill the team that killed Alex and his buddy. Alex came back and I got killed by another team because I killed the, the team that not my friend. So when all this was happening, I told my friend this. No, uh, Alex's friends this. Like, hey, don't go to the uh, to the loadout because they're still there. He goes there, gets mad, and I literally told him specifically, they're still there. Why didn't you listen? You could have avoided all that anger stuff you had in you if you just listened to me. So we managed to actually 
kill the person that, that was moving the loadout. And so after we managed to kill them, we managed to get the loadout. And after so and so on, we had to move because of the zone. I went on top of this hangar building, basically on the roof. And there was a person who would deploy a buy station. So I, I killed him. Actually, I didn't kill him. I knocked him. I killed his teammate. And then I told uh, Alex, like, hey, help me out because they're... Managed to break his stuff. After I killed his team and all that, well, actually, me and Alex killed the two people that were left alive. It was some random dude that was somewhere around the area. Uh, my fr my friend killed him, and it was just me and Alex and his friend. Ready to face this three-on-three -on -three fight. So I threw something at them. It's, apparently it's like that scanner thing. And apparently he had a trophy system. So I literally said in the proximity chat saying this. I said like, oh wow, you got a proximity chat? Not proximity chat. <laughs> a proximity, uh, no, a trophy system. So once I threw it there, I keep messing up. <laughs> Once the the player threw it there, he mimicked me saying like, "Oh wow, he threw a trophy system," and that's when I got a little bit like, "Oh, you want like to mock me? This is where we're about to this is where we're about to win, right?" So they threw two kill streaks at us. Where we're on the roof, they killed Alex, and this guy over here said, "Like." Oh, we're coming in, tell your friends we're coming in. And it's funny, I managed to break one of his friends' uh, plates. And this is where Karma gets their asses. He got knocked by the zone. <laughs> and after, I was waiting for them outside for the zone, so I was waiting for them to come in. Managed to kill the person. And I see them jumping out the window. My friend was on top of the roof, like, shooting down there. Managed to kill both of them, and I literally scream out saying, Get out of here! Jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what they get for, that, that's what they get for talking all that. Well, it's what I say. Usually I go by horror movie rules when it comes to any game that requires you to take on multiple opponents or other players. It's not over till it's over. Yeah. Like, you do the same thing with me when I say, whoo! Yeah, and I tell you... You always say, like, save that after... I said, save that after you win. Maybe you doing that now <laughs> was the guarantee of you actually winning this match. And... Nine <laughs> yeah. out of ten times when you do that, especially, and yeah, there will be a video game story in the near future ahead of the Indie Radio Arcade because I'm doing a review for Alien Fire Team. I might as well get that out of the way. There will be a video game story for that, and it does feature a moment where he did do that, and it did not end well. And that's coming, I think, next year. I was going to say this year, but I might save that for next year. Not too entirely sure. 
I'm still I won't be in about the least. Listen. Yeah, it, it, there, it, it, one of them is going to be, one of them definitely is going to be in April, and it features the whole thing with the doctor class, which, by the way, has oh, to be the worst class in the game. Has to be. Because for, for those who don't know, the only way you can regain the healing ability to heal others is from the healing packs that they put out and that they have to pick up for it to recharge. And you only get one per section, and some are few and far between. So, yeah, it, it really doesn't do you any help. I mean, granted, somebody online probably got a YouTube video up saying, well, this is how the class works. But no, nah, no, nah, I, I got a feeling that ain't the case. That ain't the case. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And whatchamacallit. Uh, yeah, so... For me, once we managed to win, uh, I got called the scout, Alex called the supplier, and they called my friend Deadweight. Again. Seemed to be a theme there. So, apparently. So, I made this joke after we, after we kept on dying a lot. And... I said, I told my friends, and I was just, you know what? I'm going to play as Makarov. <laughs> the one Russian soldier that I'm about to start wrecking for. And when all that stuff was happening, I got some few kills, like four, probably. Probably five, I believe. And this is where we actually managed to win our... Our game here. If I can go back from where where we started, okay, yeah, where we started. So it was during a, a place that looks like it's a whole military base. That's somewhere close to some military apartments. I don't know. Uh, it looks like military apartments, but I don't know. So once we deployed, I got my guns and looking for players just in case they try to kill Alex or anyone else. So I managed to kill some folks around. And somehow, there's a pistol. It's basically a burst pistol. And I'm about to tell you after I'm done telling you this, because this is where me and Juju actually won in our, our last battle duo. With the burst pistol, it will destroy a whole three play real fast. If you completely lay your shots and not getting full killed. <laughs> Once I managed to lay, like, at least kill some few people with that pistol, but most likely I've been replaced it with an LMG and shotgun because it barely had any attachments to it. So I got killed. Some people were trying to stay alive so I can come back in. Some people get killed, some people don't. Managed to kill some people with a, some random pistol. And once we were entering, there was a lot of players around the area, so we were just trying to like at least stay somewhere so we don't get get pushed on. So they can keep fighting. 
So we enter this, uh, this looks like, I wouldn't say a hangar because it's really not. But I forgot what they're called, but we were just hiding in this small miniature box we were in. Once we were hiding, I bust out the door just to, you know, they don't see me much, so I can at least go around to flank them. My teammates managed to get in. They managed to kill some few teams, and Alex gets killed. So I managed to kill the person that killed Alex. And I think I bought Alex back. Yeah, I did buy him back. And they were hiding in this building. And this grenade, I have never used it, but it looks like it does a lot of damage. So I read what it does. So it's like a thermite, but it's really not. Well, if it's in grenade form, it's phos I think it's a phosphorus grenade, but those, those things have been banned from the military for years. Yeah, I will try to describe them the best way I can. So when, once you pull the pan and throw it, it blows up to the point there's flames in it. So when all that stuff was happening, I thought they were inside that room. Apparently not. Apparently they jumped off and I saw one of the enemy teams outside the zone and I had to kill them. Including Alex found someone and killed the person and we won our third battery levels. Nice. Now, by yep. the way you described that grenade, it's either it couldn't have been a phosphorus grenade because if it was, it would have still kept burning. The only game I remember that it, being in was, and I think it was Star Wars Battlefront, the new ones for the PS4, but I think it's an incendiary. Could be wrong. Yeah, for my friend, so I checked the kills, how many, like, how many we had. So, one of, uh, uh his friend's friends, uh, had, no, basically his cousin. He had seven kills and did 2,549. I did six kills and 3,331. His friend did five kills in 2,618. And Alex did two kills in 1,293. So his cousin got the supplier. I had the assassin. I didn't know I didn't smack anyone or use a melee weapon. Uh, Alex's friend basically had the assist. And as soon as I saw Alex, he got deadweight. And in my mind, I was like, how do you get deadweight? It felt like you did more than just all that. I guess the reason why he got deadweight had to have been because he only got two kills. I guess. I have no idea. They're weird. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that reason out. I think it's, it goes to the ones who either die the most or has the least amount of kills, but I, I don't know the system behind that. Yeah, I'll figure it out somehow. And this is where me and Juju, we won 
our match. It's only 26 minutes left. And before I do that, can you take over real quick? Oh, oh, sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> Let's see here, folks. Right well, well, while King steps away for a moment, and as we lower the sound for him a little bit, uh, we go into something we would like to call around here. Oh, well, as we check our notes, go figure. Now we check our notes. <laughs> for those who are wondering at home what we were doing while he was telling the stories besides listening to them, we were also... Oh, yeah, that's what we're going to go into next. For you fans out there who've been wondering about all the new music during our vacation, which we never truly explained where we went, we went to a hotel in our local hometown and decided to unwind for about a week away or four nights and... Wait, four nights and five days, I do believe, at a hotel that we decided to stay at? to relax, rest our bones, come up with some new things for video game stories for next year. And big thank you to Carl and the Maestro for all of the songs they were able to come up with. And for those wondering at home, I do believe the theme for Under the Radar is going to be permanent throughout the rest of the winter, but will change back to its original theme, most likely for the Christmas nine-year anniversary of Under the Radar that will be coming by the end of this AC December. And I find it funny. It's going to be the third or the, yeah, the third or the first of the last three shows that will be taking place before we wrap up the year. Which, by the way, speaking of wrapping things up, for those wondering on Twitch, we will be wrapping up this weekend night two of the mark of the beast pay-per-view and i do believe after this saturday with the indie radio arcade on sunday we'll have on the 16th i might save it for new year's but i got a feeling with all the stuff we got planned the 16th will wrap up universe mode for the tri-state wrestling federation with tricadia 4 and we've already got at least several matches named and i think there's going to be i think there's going to be 16 matches including the united states championship i do believe 16 i could be off with that number but that will be coming out before the end of the year and bray wyatt's road to wrestlemania that will conclude as of i do believe either the 13th or yeah the third no yeah now that i look at the calendar over there the 13th is going to have to be the day that concludes because we're going to make our way to Mania. We're going to either challenge Cody Rhodes or Brock Lesnar for the championship, and then it will ultimately see the end of the Wyatt story because I don't think we can go any further than that unless we defend the title for like five pay-per-views or we somehow... Oh, I forgot. We are also in the Elimination Chamber for the World Heavyweight Championship. So, yeah, there's a lot of things going on for that game that we will be going over in the near future. But also, as we trail further and to further explain the things that we're going to be doing for New Year's, one thing we will be doing for New Year's is our anniversary stream, which I do believe is the four-year anniversary. Could be wrong. I do believe it is four-year anniversary of our 
stream as the instant hero. So not only, and I got a feeling King was going to watch this back and probably give a woohoo or something, but we will be playing a couple of tracks that we've been saving or that we've been trying to add in for Grand Theft Auto Online. We'll be playing those. We'll also be trying to finish the rest of our house prior to the midnight hour for New Year's for seven days to die. We're going to try to finish the rest of the Winter Palace because I think by next year, and this is just an assumption, that's when the update's going to come out for consoles. And I think by then we'll have a PS5. Who knows? But also, for that stream, we will also be trying to beat... Well, that's after everybody goes off for the night because I know not many people stay up for an entire night for New Year's. I mean, we're all getting old, I understand. But one of the other games we'll be playing is probably going to be... I'm thinking either Final Fantasy Type-0 is what we're going to try to play, but another game we might try to get into to try to get things going probably is going to be... Hmm. I would have to say... Okay, we got Type-0 on the list. I might try to beat the rest of the side quests that are featured for Final Fantasy 15. That's if we still got it installed on the systems, because... There was a lot of games switching around going on throughout the entire summer and fall with all the monthly games. Which, by the way, we've been playing a lot, and I do mean a lot, of Power Washer Simulator. See, I joked about the game at first, but after a while, very calming, very relaxing, and not to mention, a lot of dirty things in that game. I don't know. And he's back. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. Yeah, I just covered what we're going to be doing stream-wise over the next two to three weeks leading into New Year's. And uh, I think he had to go and answer the phone. But as he does that, um, also, another thing that we'll go over this weekend... We will also be mentioning your high scores at home. But until then, and for right now, we might as well mention a couple now till King returns. So first high score that we have up, which comes from how lows with their high score of 3,600, what? <laughs> Missed the number. 3,640 from the main game of Mega Twins. And apparently got two-player team for that one, but their other high score from Great Guns, which is well over 33,500, and I think King's back. I could be wrong. King? Yeah, I'm still back. Oh, go for it. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> My bad, because uh, oh, no left problem. something up there. I mean, understandable. So, this is where me and Juju, we actually won our first battle. But, we didn't even, like, got to do a couple of matches. We actually won by one matches when he left. <laughs> so we were just dropping off at a area that apparently I think I looked in. Oh yeah, it's called Old Town. That's where the area we were landing. So far it was all relaxing. We were getting our plates, our 
lethal and tactical or weapons we need to use or whatnot. And I saw an insect. It's a drone insect, so I'm going to tell Agent this that, that they added in Call of Duty. Model 33. So, well, do you remember in... What? Is that nanotechnology? Uh, no. I was close. So, well, you were a little bit. So, do you remember from Black Ops 2, you know those little drones you can throw from your hand? Uh... The little drones you can throw from your hand. You mean the ones that can actually walk on the ground or the miniature tank? Which one? No, no. Uh, it's it, 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 when you throw it. I mean, when you can throw it in the air and and it locks onto one uh, one enemy and just dives down and blows them up. Uh, dang it! I forgot what that was called. Because you could throw it in the air and then it just flies through the air until it hits somebody and kills them, right? Yeah, it's a kill streak from, from Black Ops 2. I don't remember that one. I mean, I played Black Ops 2, but I don't remember the name of that kill streak. But I know what you're talking about, though. Mm. Yeah, so apparently they added in here, including a, a drone swarm. Not nanobots. Definitely uh, yeah. nanobots. Uh. And so, from all that stuff was happening, I saw it in the air. So, I thought it was going to come down and lock down. And apparently it didn't, because after I... Hey, can you turn this off a little bit? Uh, you know what you call it. Uh, what you call it? Uh, yeah, turned on the... You know those radio towers? Yeah, yeah, the big one. Yeah, basically that costs like three thousand to buy or two thousand. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know which one that is. Yeah, so once I turn it on and there was no enemies around, so me and Gigi were casually just roaming around, and we saw a supply drop, not supply drop, a, a loadout drop. Yeah, and after the loadout drop. So, me and Juju, we automatically ran towards it. So, the weapon that I grabbed off of it, I, I customized, well, not customized, but, well, blueprint off of it. Well, wow. So, after I, what you call it, uh, got the blueprint. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? Was it about the weapon I was going to tell you about? Yeah, the weapon where you throw it into the sky and it comes down and crashes on people's heads. But you said you were in a radio Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a kill streak. Mm hmm Yeah, so after uh, I got my loading, me and Gigi, we were entering this building. All of a sudden... I saw a thermite hit a wall, 
And in my mind, it didn't make the sound effect and make the sparkling. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, is somebody around here? So I didn't even bother picking until apparently Juju spotted them out and we got airstrike. But then nothing happened to us, so we were fine until Juju got himself knocked, but I managed to uh, break the player's plates, but his teammate was a little bit sweaty enough to come after me and Juju. But didn't allow that to happen because as soon as I picked Juju up, I pulled out the nine millimeter, and there's a name it's called the Parabolema. It's a dual. I uh, have the Akimbo blueprint from the gun. Not bad. It's a burst weapon. As soon as he comes up the stairs, he shot a dummy that I placed. But apparently he didn't, he just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Walked up to him and point blank range the whole dual pistols and I managed to easily kill him with it. So, I told Alex and Juju this before. This pistol is broken. When it comes down to one single pistol or dual pistols. So his teammates decided to leave his, his friend for, for no reason. I don't know why, because he could at least join them at that part, but at the same time, he wouldn't even know. So a zipline dropped for us, and I was trying to. Enter this upload intel so we can know where the next zone's gonna be. I get sniped, but I didn't get killed completely. So he missed his. No, he shot me with his first bullet. But he missed from the second, so I, somehow I managed to survive. Juju knocked someone, and I quickly got up and ran downstairs. And this is where I whipped out my dual pistols again. Killed the person that killed Juju, and we had a team wipe. Juju was in the gulag, but he got he lost his gulag. So, I threw the same grenade that I told you about. And uh, what you call it. And apparently, he got hit by it. Ran to him, and apparently he dolphin dive. And... I managed to kill him with the dual pistols. And I keep telling myself this, like, man, this dual pistols is really good. By the way, I can hear myself echoing, so I'm just, that's why. Oh, my bad. One sec. Fix it. Better? Uh, Let me see. One, two, three. One, two, three. A little bit, but that will be fine. Hold on. I got a feeling in the near future, because for those who don't know, still using this thing, it's connected to the computer, or actually, no, it's connected to the system via Bluetooth. But if I connect it via the wire that I used about several months back, for some strange reason, 
It's a loud buzzing noise. I would try it now, but the last thing I need is all of a sudden, you know, hear the low buzzing sound of electronics. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the sound it'll make. <laughs> that's why I'm doing it via Bluetooth. You know, this whole entire recording session, like, you know, that thing was going on. Like, I can hear myself echoing. I got a feeling. Hold on. Let me see yeah. here. Because I had the... I thought it was coming from mine or probably your end. I don't, I don't hear it on my end. Watch. <laughs> Next thing I know. It's going to be like one of those <laughs> radio talk show talk, I mean, uh, call-ins. Where that one person who was waiting by the phone to call in to win a prize. And they wondering why in the world they hear the echo in the background. Sir, turn the radio down on your end. Uh, sir, sir, uh, uh, whatever. Jeez. Well, I, hope... I should have told you before we even started. Yeah, yeah. I sh we I should have did an audio check, but this show is random as all hell has proven several times over that audio checks and all that stuff really doesn't happen with this show. <laughs> well, with the exception of, you know, pulling up things to mention during the show. But other than that, audio checks and other things really, we really don't do. Something I need to do in the near future. I really do. Oh, but did you have any other stories, King? Uh, oh, I'm still mentioning the same one. <laughs> oh, see, you didn't say that. You should have. You should have led with that. Then that's my fault. Yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> so after I tried to figure out there were still more enemy teams, there was a spy station next to me, and apparently in this Modern Warfare Three's Warzone, you can buy your teammates back for three grand. Usually in the old, old Modern Warfare 2, Warfare Warzone, it used to be four grand. So now they switch to the three grand. So I have to carefully try to frig, like, figure out like what to do and everything. Like, should I go outside if that sniper might be still there? So I was like, you know what, screw it. Since I have smoke grenades, he probably can't see me, so... I managingly ran to the buy station. He still tried to snipe me, but <laughs> failed every attempt for him doing that. Managed to buy Juju back, and I ran back to the same spot that I was in before. I bought a UAV just in case, so I used it to see if those people were still up there. And it looks like Juju was having trouble because it seemed like he didn't find his loadout. So I told him there's a, there's a lot of that's up here you can basically use. And so when I peek out the window, there was a team outside of next to the building I was in. So as soon as he was outside, I managed to trace my bullets towards him to the point that I managed to get a knockoff. And I had a battle rifle, and I made sure that battle rifle would actually do the work. And as soon as he was trying to crawl to his friend, I managed to kill him. And I don't know where this guy thought he was going to do, but he peeked out of the corner. And as I consistently kept on shooting him, 
and he managed to die after I killed him. So my mind was like, I don't know what you were thinking, but you should have just like moved on from something. So I asked you, Julie, hey, let's get to the zip line and just leave. As soon as we were doing all that, some person sniped me from behind, so I told Juju, like, hey, yo, let's keep running, because I got sniped from behind. We ran past the gas station close to the power plant, and it was confusing why a gas station is close to a power plant, but... So, we managed to camp somewhere around the power plant, and I took a bounty contract to, to, to see where the enemy might be. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't show their location, it just shows the area where they might be or not. So when I was just chilling with Juju, I told Juju I could hear the sniper. He's just like right next above us to the other side. And I had to make sure if we were just going to be fine or all good. So we slowly like walked and everything. As soon as we come across a team, because I know they were fighting, so I had to rush in there and try to like at least end the two teams. I managed to kill the one team that was you know, down, and apparently I got annihilated because somebody was outside the window. Got knocked, and this is where Juji saved me by throwing a smoke grenade. Picked myself up with a self-revive, and I kind of ran away just to put myself up. He annihilated my plates again, but didn't successfully kill me, but he managed to knock a Juju down. And as soon as I see him, I managed to kill him. And I'm happy I had a gas mask, because if I didn't, I would have died by the zone. So I had to leave Juju behind, because he was inside the zone. I got sniped, and people were shooting at me while I was trying to run inside this building. And as soon as I entered the building, there was people around, so I had to make sure. And my heart was beating when I was inside this building, because I was like, man, there's so many people around. I don't know if I might win this or not. So people were just fighting downstairs, and I managed to, you know, knock a person and then kill this person that somehow was in the gas. As soon as I opened the door, one was gliding above. I parachuted down beneath, and I managed to kill someone on his team. This person that was above, he fell down to the like from the sky for some reason. Uh, I managed to kill the other team. So there was two teams left. It was me and someone else. One was coming out of the uh, out of the gas, and I killed him outside the gas. Turned around, trying to figure out where this person was, and I managed to kill the person that was apparently hiding behind the truck and do two v one. Nice, nice. And by the way, for those who are wondering at home, these will all be featured for video game stories for either this month, because we got something special for Christmas. We got something special for Christmas, and it involves me and dual-barreled shotguns, but we'll talk about that later on down the road when, when the time comes. But we only have two, wait, actually three more video game stories left for the year, and I think King is going to be featured for at least two of them. Yep. And I'll be talking about My Hero Rumble as soon as I give Agent the, the cue, because I'll be right back again. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I mean, hey, he's a busy man. He's a busy man. 
<laughs> Understandable. But as he goes, folks, we go into more of the high scores from the high leaderboards. And the next one we have up, which comes from, and drumroll please, folks, Star Soldier 1 with their high score of 289 in the Nintendo Switch Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp game from the Campaign 1 from Advance Wars from Mission 3, The Fog of War. I think my sister beat that one in quick fashion, too. But to get back on track of the high scores, next up we have from Hal Lowe's once again with his high score this time from the video game of Wizard of War. And W-O-R, by the way, for Wizard of War, with their high score of 53,900. Next up after that, from Hal Lowe's once again, you know, on a hot streak this week, with his high score of 81,100 from the video game of the Crystal Kings. Next high score after that, once again from Hal Lowe's. Man, he's submitting a lot of high scores this week. <laughs> with his high score of 54,280, a part of the main game of Toffee. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, from Hal Lowe's, high score of 21,250, a part of the main game of Splat. And apparently, oh yeah, yeah, we were right. Carl and the Maestro tried to correct me, we were right. Knock it off. But they can correct me for the next high score from Hal Lowe's. My goodness, is on a tear with the high scores, but his high score from the video game Splash... And it's none other than 58,465. Very impressive. Next high score that we have up after that, folks, comes from none other than, once again, Hal Lowe's with his high score of 397,300, a part of the RoboCop game of RoboCop 2, EuroAsia version 0.10. I guess it's from the main game series. And the last but certainly not least high score that we have up for this week, folks, and once again comes from Hal Lowe's, who's setting the bar pretty high for this Sunday's Indie Radio Arcade, which is well over 810,000, a part of the main game of Raccoon World. And ladies and gentlemen, for those who want to check out any of these high scores and more that are still coming down the tubes and others that you can submit yourselves for pretty cool prizes, you can head on over to the website known as TwinGalaxies.com to check out all those cool high scores and add a couple of your own to the record books to win cool prizes for your high scores like we mentioned before and like we say all the time around here is a fair trade now that last high score that we mentioned is the current high score for the month of ac december but i got a feeling by sunday somebody is gonna tackle or you know tackle it or tape tackle if that's such a word that said score to the ground and as a little bit of a heads up i do believe this will be the last month for the high scores that will be featured for the said Golden Joystick Award that will be presented 
for this year's Indie Awards, or at least before the Indie Awards for this year, and will go to the said winner with the highest high score of this entire year. And there's been some in the billions and trillions, so it's going to be a real mixed bag to see which one of you indie gamers out there has the itchy, you know, joystick thumbs or, you know, yeah, the the thumbs on the sticks <laughs> to actually get that high score. And we'll be revealing the nominees for that, I do believe, prior to the Indie Awards and as an added bonus to celebrate this anniversary of this show until King gets back, we reveal finally the date that the Indie Awards will be taking place as much. And seriously, we really did want to have the Indie Awards for the 10-year anniversary take place on the lethal leap of the 29th. But we're looking at the calendars now, and that is on a Thursday. Yikes. So my guess of when the Indie Awards is going to take place, if the patterns for the Indie Radio Arcade is on point, I'm pretty sure either the 17th or the 24th is going to be the official date for the 2024 10th year anniversary of the Indie Awards. Now, unfortunately... Since King's on the chat, I can't really check for you fans at home the award nominees, but I remember a couple of them that we have written down, which not only it involves the story of the year, which is going to be very hard to pick for this year, the screenshot of the year, I do believe also besides let's see, story of the year, screenshot of the year, track of the year, stun of the year, Black Smoke Billy stun of the year, Golden Cast Award winner. You also have Creator of the Year, the most interesting person of 2023, and the other award for to celebrate 10 years of the Indie Awards is going to probably be the coolest person of the decade, which we're going to probably call the 10 Below Award, and the Music Village Decade Maker Award that will cover the spectrum of the Difference Maker Award for the past 10 years of the Indie Awards that will be taking place as of either the 17th or the 24th of February, which we are looking forward to and dreading at the same time, because I got a feeling if you think our voice sounds bad now, look out for those dates. <laughs> so I think King's back. I could be wrong. King? Yeah, I'm still around. Oh, there he is. There he is. Um, if you have yeah, any I more, was looking at the. Oh, he's looking at the highlight reels. So what? I said you're looking at the highlight <laughs> reels. <laughs> yeah. Well, while he looks at the highlight reels, usually we would save this for the end of the show. But as he's looking at the highlight reels for, uh, one more story or how many stories you got left? I mean, you're free to tell another one because we're not even at the two hour mark. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got one, two, three. I'll, I'll let you know once I pick one. All right. So if he, if, once he picks one, we'll get back to King. But for right now, I think it's time for us to fancy up the joints and go into some classic homes for a very special five-year anniversary edition of the Lifestyles of the Digitally Rich and Famous. 
our voice works as good enough as I think it could to pull that off. So, first home we have up comes from Wayne Dobbins, 76. Ooh, nice name, by the way. With their house known as Kid Friendly Mother Approved. What is this, Picks? Or is it Kicks? Oh, Kicks. Kicks is the name of that cereal, which I don't know. I don't know. It was good cereal, but I wasn't really a fan of it. Even though I ate it a lot when I was a kid, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the house, folks, at home is a beautiful four-bedroom, three-bathroom house. Comes with a basement and also even comes with a two-car garage. Ooh. Ah. And also a backyard swimming pool and complete with a treehouse Hence the reason why it's kid-friendly and mother-approved. Now, if it really is mother-approved, does it come with those weird-looking socket blockers that they have? You know, the plastic ones that they will put over the socket to prevent your kid from sticking a fork in there and more or less zapping themselves and not turning into Freakazoid? Apparently, according to Carl and the Mice over in the corner, no. But it does come with some trash bins and some beautiful shrubbery out front. Nice, nice. The next house we have up, folks, outside of that house that I got a feeling was kid-proof by the mothers, comes from none other than KCJK with their house of the Mediterranean home or Mediterranean town home. And this beautiful two-bedroom, two-bathroom house, two levels, by the way, a lot of twos in there, also comes with an attic, slip and slide, beautiful swing set in the backyard, and a driveway for you to have at your home. And for those who are wondering at home, and something I forgot to mention about the last house, because we usually do mention this a lot, a 30 by 30 lot, speaking of lots, but for this house, a 30 by 30 lot and a lot of room for improvements. And also... It's a, apparently, according to Carl and the Maestro correcting me, it is a three-story townhome that includes two decks and a balcony. And not to mention a lot of room for your jobs and also a jacuzzi to melt away all that stress from your homes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> anyway, next house we have up comes from a grande marmora or marmota sounds like a drink but i approve the name with their said house of the prairie smile and this beautiful three bedroom two and a half bathroom house not only comes with plenty of trees plenty of flowers a driveway slash garage but also comes with a beautiful backyard with plenty of flowers to grow your future garden and on top of that folks as a bonus it also is a 25 by 30 lot that also gives enough room for you to actually improve your homes and make your neighbors green with envy with all the green shrubbery that's around it. Just saying. And the next house that we have up, folks, since we're going overseas with this one, from the creator Robin Davidson with their said house, Four Trad Japanese Houses. Ooh, 
Ah. And for those who are wondering at home, this traditional Japanese house is a little bit of a warning ahead of time. If any of you played Neo or Neo 2, this is one of those traditional Japanese houses that are not on fire and haunted by Kabuki, but does come with several different rooms in all four of these said traditional houses built into one, but unfortunately does not come with any form of parking lot or anything like that because, yeah, it's a traditional Japanese home. So the only way you can get around around this said home is by either bikes or public transportation. So if you plan on living in this traditional Japanese house, make sure you hold on to a bus schedule or have a bike at your disposal. Because if not, you're going to be doing a lot of walking and asking a couple of your friends to take you to work. And you know, at around 7.30, 6.30 in the morning, a lot of people aren't really, you know, wired or up enough, the friends that you would know that are up enough to actually you know, commit to bringing you to work on those times. I mean, there might be that one friend that might be able to pull it off, but we don't know. We don't know. And finally, last, no, but certainly, I mean, it comes with the aesthetics <laughs> of the house. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> but the last, but certainly not least house that we have up comes from, once again, KCJK with their set home of the Shady Bow. Or is it the Shady Boo? We'll go with the first one, not to sound weird, because it's not a haunted house, but it is haunted by three bathrooms and three bedrooms. And before you correct me, Carl and the Maestro, it says three for three on the side. It says it there on the brochure. Read it. Learn how to read it. Anyway, after yelling at them, this said beautiful home not only comes with a beautiful swimming pool that is kid-friendly, that comes with a beautiful ramp on the side that they can slip and slide down during the summer, but also comes with a slip and slide, jacuzzi, and fire pit that you can tell all your stories in or around when you're around during the summer. But unfortunately, no fence. And that is crucial around here, especially for those who have the Supernatural pack and wants to get away from the zombies. Oh, yeah, and another call out to this home. Unfortunately, there's a swimming pool, or not a swimming pool, an actual grill on the other side of the said property on the swimming pool. So you might have to swim across to check on your hot dogs and burgers. So I recommend learning how to swim or else your food going to get burnt. And we all know those out there hate burnt hot dogs, hate burnt hamburgers, but you're going to have to swim. You have to swim and learn. You have to swim and learn. And with all those houses being listed, our pick this week, and probably might be the last pick we have for the year of House of the Week, is going to have to go to none other than the house known as, drumroll please. Uh, I forgot the drumroll machine's broken. All right. The House of Kid-Friendly Mother Approved from Wayne Dobbins, 76. Now, the reason why in the world we decided to pick this house over the traditional Japanese house or even the Mediterranean home and the other home that was listed prior that I accidentally clicked off of is because it comes with a friend's 
a driveway, a beautiful one-level house, and the fact that they were able to include four bedrooms and three bathrooms evenly in a one-story house, unheard of, unheard of. But I got a feeling the reason why they pulled off is because, you know, it's a kid's home. So they're going to have probably the parents' room right next to the kids' room, which they did, and was able to have the bathrooms next to it because, you know, kids at night, kids at night, man, when, when they drink too much high C or whatever popular drink that's out now and they end up going to the bathroom all over the place, yeah, it's good to have a bathroom close. So you got three of them at least. And if you guys want to go ahead and check out any other one of these cool houses that are most likely in the six-figure range that will make your neighbors envious, then you can head on over to the Sims 3 community, only known as thesims3.com, under the exchange section to check out a whole bunch of houses that will have you having digital champagne wishes and 8-bit caviar dreams. Now, I know I screwed up that line. I knew I screwed up that line. I'm pretty sure of it. Because it's usually digital, oh, it's 8-bit caviar wishes and digital champagne dreams. See, I would say we're going to edit it and use the second line, but nah, a work in progress is random, and we're going to keep it that way. So if King's still there, hopefully he is. King? I'm still here. All right, well, King, uh, do you, have you decided on the, the last story you're going to tell? Uh, yeah, I got eight of them. You got eight of them? Yeah. Some of them will be by myself, and some of them are you're, you're a part of it. All right, Um, which ones are the ones that I'm a part of? Uh, let's see. This one, basically, when you were that that grass lady from the hair. Oh, Mother Gaia for um for My Hero Academia. <laughs> Mother Gaia. For anybody who remembers Captain Planet at around 5.30, 4.30, depending on if, you know, Cartoon Network's feeling themselves that morning or TBS, there was the woman who gave the Planeteers the rings to summon Captain Planet called Gaia, who is the mother of Earth. So in My Hero Academia, there's a character with grass hair that can actually wrap people around and, you know, grapple them or use the hair like a Tangela or a Oddish. I'm trying to think of another grass Pokemon, maybe a Bulbasaur, that can actually use her hair as a weapon. Sindel as well, too. Huh? Oh, because her hair looks like vines. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... And the and, other uh, one, when, you know... I'm not gonna say it, because I'd rather let the story tell. Uh, which one? From what game? Uh, My Hero Rumble, same thing. Hmm. Well, both of those might be mentioned... Well, one is gonna be mentioned probably to kick off the year for the year of the fist. Hold up, let me check the list. One sec, folks, as I look over, as I grab the list of video game stories that's going to be mentioned for next year, uh, let's see here. Uh, we have, for next year, Satellite Rain, for those who remember that game, uh, Sniper Elite 5, that's going to be a fun one, 
Um, let's see here. What else do we have for next year? I mean, for this year, we might also mention the video game story that we're going to mention for our birthday to wrap up the year, which is Spybotics, the Nightfall Incident game I've been looking for for almost 15 years, but we'll talk about that later.